0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Watson's Chapel podcast. We are super excited about our episode this week and to dive into the Word of God. Feel free to give us your feedback. Let us know what you guys are thinking. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to send them in. But other than that, we hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. What's up guys? I'm Hunter. I'm Alan. And we are here. This is episode one of the WCBC podcast uh, Tuesday afternoon and guys let me tell you this is brand new territory. Uh, Me and Alan we've been talking a lot just of how uh, it's one thing to have a good conversation with someone about the Bible but it's another thing to do it with huge mics in front of us, headphones, headphones, Uh, But at least we get coffee, we get our Bibles beside us, uh, and we have the Holy Spirit that's here to guide us.
1: Absolutely. And the men, Hunter, uh, we're talking to you about, uh, uh, are you ready for this? And uh, he asked me if I was ready, and I said, you know what, I've I've got butterflies, kind of like pregame jitters when uh, we used to play football. (laughs) So yeah, we're excited, uh, looking for God to move and use this.
0: Yeah, and so um, we've been super prayerful about uh, the podcast, kind of like the direction, because when you think about... The Bible, I mean, there's so many different things you can talk about. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, so many different books, the Old Testament, New Testament, so many things about doctrine, so many miracles, Jesus taught. So we've been super prayerful, and it's kind of funny. We've been prayerful, and the Lord's led us, really, to talk about
1: prayer. Absolutely. And so, Hunter, while we're uh, talking about the, our first podcast, why do a podcast? Why, why, why should it be uh, this format?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Yeah, we really need to recap, not even recap, we need to introduce why we're doing this. Um, And so why a podcast? Well, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the idea came up to church leadership, to our pastor, um, some of the finance people, and we were just talking about the idea of a podcast. You know, it's 2020, podcasts have been around for a while. But I think all of us can talk about how we've been touched by a podcast, we've learned something, or Absolutely. we listen to one. Yes. Like you, you were, what's the one you were? Li- you listened to? Maxwell.
1: Maxwell. Moments with Maxwell.
0: Moments with, and I listened to, you guys were probably, with the Robertsons, still yeah. right, Unashamed, man, I, I love that guy. Love the family. Um, and so, we kind of look at how the podcast has become like a great way to help disciple the church more, to, uh, to reach more people.
1: Absolutely. And when you look at the society that we live in, when you look at uh, media as a whole and how commercialized everything comes, when you're commuting to work and if you try to listen to the radio, you're bombarded with just uh, masses of people. Uh, you know advertisements most of them that try to appeal to your flesh and 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 draw you away from spiritual things and I think that it's really advantageous to us to be able to pick our subject matter like if we're commuting to work if you want you want to pick a podcast to plug it in you ain't got to worry about the commercials and the uh the ungodly uh secular side of the media that kind of creeps in today
0: yeah definitely um and just like you said I I used to listen to the radio a lot, which you have great radio stations, but one thing about radio stations, tons of commercials, yeah. fundraising season, all that stuff. And so I used to listen to sermons just off YouTube, off church websites, but then I started finding podcasts that I listen to regularly. And now instead of turning on the radio and having to listen to commercials or trying to you know, go on YouTube and find a sermon that I specific, I'm following, a podcast series Absolutely. of like a specific category they're addictive yeah i mean i think in the last two weeks i've probably listened to 40 episodes of uh, phil robertson's podcast and it's not that the fact of it's him and they're famous it's more the fact of it there's so much depth biblically of what they talk about and i find myself every day learning something new because you've got Three to four men, uh, sometimes the women come in and they're a part of it too, and they just start talking about what it is about the Bible that is awesome or attractive or about the doctrine or about the story of Genesis. I I don't know, and I just always learn something. And so uh, when it comes to that question of why a podcast, you know, we were looking at it as a church, just as an idea of, you know, we have um, a great pastor who preaches every Sunday we have sunday school teachers that just absolutely just like labor in the word and they're there to teach every sunday morning Um, and we have all these different things and then we were like but the thing about a podcast is that adds extra material that people can listen to and they can learn about
1: and the way that society has been affected by the pandemic and uh, You know i understand why folks might be a little bit apprehensive to participate in a small group study uh, and the the way that the COVID 19 has been spreading and this could be an option you know looking forward uh, a good safe option to get into god's word into a more uh, deep dive like uh, we've all talked about you know learning more and and how does uh, god's word apply to to where we're living today hopefully that'll be some of the things that we touch on
0: yeah and just Transitioning what you said touch on Well I mean what are we going to touch on um, Well obviously you know th- This is a podcast for Watson's Chapel This isn't mine and Allen's personal Podcast so we want The church to be affected by What we're going to talk about um, So obviously uh, what's something We will touch on what's something Obviously the scriptures uh, You know this first few episodes are going to be Mostly about prayer and we're going to focus on What prayers and all of these things Um, But also we think about the church. Well, we're going to bring people in from our church so that way they can be heard, whether it's their testimony, their story of their life, or maybe they come in because they work in a specific ministry somewhere and they're going to come share about it. Um, Or we just invite people in to talk about specific doctrine or or scriptural things. And that's the biggest thing is we want this to edify and lift up the church knowledge-wise, but we want the church to be a
1: part of it. Absolutely
0: and so that, that that's key and I mean um, I've already been able to talk to some people that were just like podcast yeah bring, bring me in and that's another thing that I love about this church is it's easy to find people who love to talk I mean we all love to talk around here <laughs> restaurants church wherever it is yes. uh, so that, that's the easy part um, and so that, that's kind of like our goal for this podcast scripture the church uh, equipping the saints teaching, knowledge, all these things um, that me and Alan, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can try to help everybody through the week. Um, this will help all of us grow, not just me and Alan. This is for everybody. And, and so we're super excited about this. But before we jump into prayer, um, we kind of want to introduce ourselves just a little bit. And, you know, me and Alan, obviously, we have one goal for this podcast, but we, uh, one thing that we personally Want to achieve in this, and so I, I can go first. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm Hunter, uh, Hunter Blair. Um, I live in Maryville. I've been coming to Watsons just for you know barely a couple years. I have a great privilege and honor, and honestly, it's a blessing that I don't deserve to be able to work with our high school ministry here and our middle school ministry um and i love it that's just something the lord has called me to do and so that's kind of me here at watson's and why i'm able to be a part of this fellowship so i
1: became a part of this church uh about this i was about the same age as you are when i first joined and i met my wife and and, uh, we were dating and uh we would take a week about one week i go to her church, one week she go to my church. We got married and we continued trying to do that. And uh, we quickly realized that, uh, you know, if you're gonna be faithful, if you're gonna serve the way God wants you to, uh, you need to be in a position where you can surrender and where it's uh, relatively uh, convenient for you to, to, to get in plugged into the body. So uh, I moved my letter to Watson's and uh, that's been some many years ago. And I've been a part of this church and seen it uh, uh, through all kinds of uh, changes and all kinds of uh, dynamic uh, different types of, of molding that God's got like that clay on the, on the potter's wheel. And I'm hoping that this uh, podcast is just another groove in that, uh, that piece of clay that he's molding and making and uh, can use this to help uh, take the, uh, the gospel ministry, of evangelism, to the next level.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's just a, you know, a little bit about me and Alan. I'm sure that as this podcast goes on, uh, you got, we, we'll be able to learn more about um, each other and our lives and things. Um, something to be achieved by this. Um, this isn't for me personally, um, he, and this is kind of also just so you guys know. Um, When you look at our podcast, whether you're viewing it on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout.com, or on our website, you will notice that we actually have an email that is tagged um, to this podcast. And it's media at WatsonsChapel.net. And one of my biggest things that I would love to do is to be able to reach out. Like if you have questions about what we're going through, or maybe something about the Bible where you're just confused, or maybe you've please feel free to email us. That's just one thing that I would love to achieve from this, is to be able to help in the teaching and the equipping of the saints. Because, uh, Alan, I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot of times where people have questions. Absolutely. And it's either they're nervous to ask, because maybe they'll be like, well, you know, I don't want them to think that I don't know. Um, So maybe it's a pride thing, or it's just they don't know who to ask.
1: Yeah. Exactly,
0: And I think it's just so important to say, hey, ask your questions. You know, me and Alan, we're here to open the Word of God and to answer the questions um, to the best of our ability. So, I mean, that's just one thing that I would love to be able to achieve and accomplish um, through this podcast as well.
1: And and as we uh, get into God's Word and as we start to to break it apart and, and, and talk about it, uh if you do have questions uh, just please uh like hunter has instructed uh, shoot those to us an email and uh we'll talk about them during during the podcast and we'll, we'll discuss those and uh, hopefully as uh, as god blesses and as we get more established and get more experience at this uh this uh, this will be something that uh, we hope that folks get addicted to
0: absolutely absolutely i know uh um I know what it feels like to be addicted to a podcast. And it's not it's one of those things where you usually hear the word addiction and you're like, "Man, addiction's bad." And I'm like,
1: "No." When you're talking about God's word, yeah, and you get addicted to it, I man, it can change your life.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we think about Jesus uh, uses an analogy of, you know, I'll give you water that will make you'll never thirst. I, you know, I'll give you bread. I'll, I'll feed you and you'll never hunger. And so there's this essence that when you are in the word of God, you're going through the gospel, and you're sitting under the teachings of God. Literally, I mean, the, the, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, literally meaning that God breathed Scripture. And when we can realize that and we can, you know, in a sense become addicted to it, we're fed every day. And you every can't day. get enough of it. Every day. You can't get enough of it. So with that being said, let's jump into our first topic, our first subject that we are going to um, jump into. And it's so f- it's funny, but this is just how God works. Um, the, I think the longer you live as a Christian, you learn that coincidence isn't a thing with God. Everything's planned. And I went up to Alan, uh, I think it was either this last Sunday or one of the Sunday before that, and we were talking about, you know, what do we do? And I just said, I've been thinking about prayer. A couple days ago I texted Alan, I was like, what's been on your mind?
1: And the first thing I texted him was prayer.
0: Prayer. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and all of these things about prayer. Um, and so we're, we are hoping that this subject, not only... I mean, this can help anybody, not just us, but everyone. And this could last eight weeks, honestly, by itself. Uh, we are going to take time as we go through this. But we're, our goal right now is to walk through the Lord's Prayer. Um, there's a lot to learn in the Lord's Prayer. You know, it's literally the words of Christ Himself And, you know, if you're at home, don't do this while you're driving. If you're at home and you have your Bible and you want to get it out, uh, you know, we'll be talking about Luke 11, Matthew 6. Um, Obviously, there'll be probably a lot of other scriptures that might come to mind. But we're going to be hanging out really in Luke 11, Matthew 6 uh, with the Lord's Prayer. And so before we keep going, uh, let's discuss some pre-questions before we really dive into the word and so Alan you can answer this first and we'll go back and forth so uh, what is prayer?
1: So prayer uh, to to me when we talk about prayer uh, I think first we need to eliminate or clear up some misconceptions about prayer and uh, what prayer is not. Prayer is not me educating God on what's going on in my life or me uh, making some Profound revelation that God's unaware of that I'm going through that I need His help in. Uh, Prayer to me is the realization, me personally, that I'm dependent on God for all my needs. Yeah. And I realize He's holy, and I realize that He is sovereign, and I realize that He has all power. Amen. And that's 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 a point where when I come to that realization, I understand. There's nothing that I could, the Bible teaches us, we could even think of or ask that's too great for him to accomplish. So once you get tapped into that mindset, understanding that, man alive, uh, whatever I've got, uh, I'm faced with, whether it's a work situation, whether it's a family situation, uh, God is able to help you through that and see you uh, victorious through it.
0: Yeah, and I love like the aspect that you talked about how personal it is. Like, you know, another thing, too, that comes to my mind is God isn't a piggy bank. Like, you just don't say, you know, God, give me this. Like, he's not a magic genie. Yeah. A lot of people treat him like that. Um, I, I think when it comes to prayer and what it is, um, I, it, and we hear this a lot in church, you know, you got a husband, a wife, you know, if they don't communicate, they won't have a good relationship. If they do communicate, well, they'll have a good one. And a lot of people use that, and we see that with the picture of the bride of Christ and Christ and all of these things, but we see that in the aspect of our relationship with the Lord. You know, if I don't speak to Him, how can I complain that I'm not close to Him? Exactly.
1: And, and on the other hand, if I don't listen... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, a conversation is not me just constantly talking. Yeah. A conversation involves listening as well. So being sensitive to God and listening to what He's trying to tell me, what's yeah. going on in my life.
0: Absolutely. And I, And I even think like... Um, Back to, like, when you think about the Old Testament, you got, you know, your Old Testament prophets, the old, you know, men of God. There was an essence in it where it was when they came before God, it wasn't kind of like we pray now. It was more of like they were literally crying out, like exclaiming out to God, Creator, and God responded. And so now we're in the New Testament where grace is all over the place, the Holy Spirit's all over the place, and we have more and easier access to speak to god absolutely and so i'm with you on that it's so personal and so um another thing that i was thinking of that it's not is uh when you were talking about you know some divine revelation where uh prayer is something that you shouldn't use for monetarily gain or your personal gain Like, I think of a lot of false teachers who, you know, say that they have some prayer time and God spoke to them. Well, we kind of needed to, you said earlier, this conversation, all right, it's not like God speaks to us audibly. Like, if I were to go around and tell everybody that, like some of these false teachers I just talked about, that God whispered in my ear and God audibly spoke and opened up the heavens uh, and did these things, yeah, people would have to be a little questionable about me. Because, uh, I mean, he's not just going to like, Hunter, son. I mean, it doesn't work like
1: that. Exactly. It's, God uses his word to speak to us. And by hiding his word in our heart, and the Bible talks about that, putting it, putting it away and studying it and reading it, and it's got, the, you know, maybe it's uh, uh, something that you're just uh, uh, routinely doing, but at some point in my life, I can catch myself in a situation, and that scripture comes to my mind. That's that's God speaking to me, and he's teaching me and guiding me. Now, uh, uh, just like any individual who God has created with that independent ability to make your own decisions, it's up to me to either listen to it or reject it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I think, too, you know, not only does God speak to us through this word. That's the thing, Alan. And I used to be this person, and I, honestly, I used to be this person where I would say— i really can't hear god right now like i feel so far away from god why can i not but the biggest reason is because i wouldn't read my bible consistently and so when you look at prayer and how can we you know we speak to god like we've got that part down you know we go in private wherever we are to an altar wherever and we do our part so we understand that absolutely but like how can how does god respond well we've talked about it the biggest one his word Mm When you think about God's Word, like I said earlier, God breathed. Okay, now His Holy, His Holy Spirit's on the scene, who's teacher, and literally takes this Word. And one thing that I love is that this Word's alive. Yes. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit just takes the passages of Scripture, and they show up. You, you hear it from a pastor at that moment in your life, and you're like, I really need to hear that. That is God speaking Absolutely. through His Word.
1: Absolutely. And when we take God's Word and hide it in our heart, and, and we have uh, this... Uh, the Bible talks about uh, uh, continuing in prayer, or uh, pray without ceasing. Uh, there's a there's a there's a quiet time, and we'll go we'll break some of these down. There's a, there's an intimate, uh, irreplaceable one-on-one time I spend with God. That's intentional. That's that's only God's time. I don't brag about it. I don't I don't I don't say, hey, honey, I'm going to pray. Uh, it's 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 so personal. I don't I don't tell anybody about it. It's just me and God. And that time, I think, is the Bible refers to it as you know, you know, in your closet, in your in your yep. quiet place, on your altar. That, that's irreplaceable. But there's also what's called the continuables, uh, uh, continuing in prayer. And it's a it's a state of mind where my mind is constantly uh, on God, and I'm I'm thinking uh, about church, and I'm thinking about my pasture and what's he going through and i'm saying a little uh, you know yeah. prayer for them what's whatever he's facing god help him and he's probably studying right now god give him a word that's going to feed the flock uh that that type of uh, uh, daily activity where i know if there's th- times when we have to really focus on our jobs or we ha- ha- really have to focus on uh, maintaining control of our vehicle while we're driving yeah but that time when we instead of daydreaming It's a state of continual prayer where we're meditating on God and his word and what God's doing in our life.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I I mean, that even makes me think like uh, when we pray, kind of like you said, continually through the day, well, one thing I've learned is about prayer I learned about it in the culture and tradition I grew up in which I, I grew up
1: um, speaking kn- Old English yeah,
0: yeah yeah I mean honestly I am you know we're not we're, we definitely we're not gonna go against or bash no, any denomination you I'm, know and I'm
1: not making fun of anybody but.
0: oh no no but seriously yeah. I mean that's what it was sounded like to me I grew up uh, in, in the Primitive Baptist which you know I didn't even know what that was yep. till two years ago to me it was just church that's yep. what I called it and Uh, But I I just remember that I would see these older men pray, and they would pray the same way. And so there was a sense where I was like, oh, I have to pray like that. And so I almost got lost in that tradition. And so I think sometimes when we think about prayer, the first thing we're going to think is how we've seen other people doing it growing up.
1: And I'll make I'll make a confession. I I realized the same thing about myself personally, but I was a lot older than you yeah. <laughs> before I realized it. And I catch myself using. well, I don't talk like that. Yeah. I don't talk like that. Why do I, Why would I talk to God like that?
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, I, I remember too. I was also on the other side of it. Like I when I was uh, about 18 or 19, um, one time I I was I was leading a prayer and I started it out with you know what's up God and uh, my pastor at the time approached me and was like why'd you do that well he wasn't trying to tell me how to pray or he wasn't trying to like shake his finger at me but his question sparked something inside of me of okay why did I pray like that and so that led me on a whole place of I wasn't giving God reverence like I should yeah so it's not the fact of you know you have to you know, what's up, God, or uh, Holy Father in the name of Jesus. G- it's the fact of showing reverence. And when you learn more about who God truly is and how we are way under him, it changed my prayer. You know, I didn't do the old the old English, but it gave me a sense of, okay, if I'm going to speak to God, I need to do it with reverence, and I need to glorify him in what I'm about to say. And so it went from, a, you know, yo, what's up, God? Thank you for this day to, you know, God, my Father, absolutely Creator. And
1: as we get into more and more, uh, deeper dive into prayer, when we start talking about different types of prayer, uh, uh, the prayer of repentance, uh, the, there's there's some conditions that go along with that. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll 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 talk about that a little bit more in depth. But a, a reverential respect is, is one of those things that it's a mandate in all of them, especially in a prayer of repentance.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean... You learn that from the Word. And that's where I was going with growing up in the tradition of hearing people pray. So I pray like that. But what I've learned, and I hope people will learn through this podcast, especially this subject, is when you are exposed to the Word, you really learn what prayer is. Mm -hmm. Like You don't really pay attention to how other people pray anymore because you have learned that it is a personal time. Like you said, that private time. And so as we go through these scriptures— uh, our prayer, honestly, is that the Holy Spirit would grow you in your prayer life. Because if you don't have a prayer life, then what do you have?
1: That's it. And you hit it—you hit the it nail on the head with one word. It's honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's—we're not fooling God. He, we can't pull a wool over His eyes. No, and, and He's gonna—he's gonna know our intent before we ever open our mouth. So, uh, this, our, our goal for this this uh, podcast and this topic uh, is to man alive. Create some prayer warriors, some folks that really understand uh, the power that's available to us. Uh, that uh, the Jesus Christ died for us, and He is ascended back into heaven, and He's sitting on God's right hand, just waiting to hear from us to intercede for us. And that's 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 a powerful thought. And uh, when the church is facing times like we've never seen before, yeah. and 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 yeah, the the, the things are uh, different, and attendance may be down, and it's easy for some folks to get a, maybe a little bit discouraged. God's still got all the power He's ever had. Absolutely, still waiting, and Jesus is still interceding, and uh, it, it's up to us to understand the resources that we have and then use them.
0: Yeah, the resources right there. Yeah. Um, When we understand and realize that prayer is so much stronger and so much more than just saying a few words, it really goes a long way. So um, we kind of answered the question too of why do we pray? Um, What is prayer? What's the purpose of it? We really answered those three questions. And so now we're going to dive in and this is going to lead us into Luke 11 of how... Do we pray? Now, let me say this. You know, me and Alan are not here to give you a five step um, process on this is how you pray. Uh, as we heard this Sunday morning um, from our pastor, he was talking about how some people, when it comes to salvation, they just repeat a prayer. And it means nothing. Listen, uh, you know, I-, I know that when I was little, I didn't know how to pray a lot, and some people would give me advice, but. You know, he was saying that when it comes to salvation, it has to come truly from the heart. And when a man tries to intercede on that and say, hey, here's a five-step prayer of, for salvation. You're good to go. Well, that's not what we're
1: here to do. Absolutely not.
0: And, and But what we want to do is instead of me and Alan saying, hey, this is how you should pray. Well, let's look at what the Lord said.
1: I guarantee you, Hunter. Uh, God's going to wake something up inside some people when we start just looking at the Word of God, and, and, and it's the same thing that happened with the disciples. They're like, "Man, how do we pray?" Yeah, and that's what that's what brought them to, to what the scripture that we're about to cover right now. How, how do we pray? What's, what's help us out, Lord? Yeah, and boy, he does. Yeah, and
0: I I even think back to I mean a, a, a segment of you know, right here in Luke 11 1. We're going to start in Luke 11 1, then we're going to transition to Matthew 6. I want to say this. If you ever read the Gospels and you are studying a specific subject, examine all four of them if you can. If you can look in more than just one Gospel, like on prayer, if me and Alan just stuck in Matthew 6, yeah, we would have a lot of material. But also, when we go to Luke 11, that just adds to it. Because in Matthew 6, it doesn't start out with the disciples asking Jesus, you know, Lord, how, how do we pray? But we see that in Luke 11, 1. and so that kind of transitions into this. And I'm going to read a Luke 11, 1. It says, Now Jesus, and this is ESV, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. That is killer right there. And, and there's a few things, and we'll go back and forth on this just for a couple minutes too. Uh, it says Jesus was praying in a certain place. Now, when you think about this scene of what we just read, Jesus is praying. All of a sudden, his disciples see him praying, and something sparks inside of them to go to the Savior of the world and say, well, teach us. But not only that, they've seen John's disciples pray, and I think part of them is like, we want that.
1: It's attractive.
0: Yes, and that's the thing about You know, a lot of people don't understand prayer. Why do we pray? Why do we do this? And that's the thing of it. It's attractive to know that there's a creator who created all things, sent his son to die for us, and I can talk to him? Yeah, Yeah, that's the most attractive thing I think I've ever heard. And so I really think them saying Jesus teaches how to pray shows us something. We always read about the disciples as the apostles. But we need to understand that before they ever were apostles or powerful preachers or doing all these things like through Acts and writing books and all these, they had to start at a learning place just like everyone else. Absolutely. Um, You know, there was a point where Jesus would even say, you know, one day all these things will come to remembrance, you know, Acts chapter 2 and all these things. But before that even happened, here they are, Peter, John, you know, these great, guys of the bible
1: learning to pray
0: yeah and they're like jesus teach us how to pray we can relate to this and this is what i'm saying that all of us me alan whoever listens to this uh, we should have that inside of us to say lord teach us how to pray now obviously like jesus isn't sitting here beside me and alan but i can pray to him and not only can he cultivate and train up my prayer life but i can read what he told the disciples and learn just as much as they did. Absolutely. And, and and that's just a big thing right there. And so now, now that we've done that, let's go to Matthew 6. Uh, today we're going to kind of cover Matthew 6, 5 through 8. Uh, you know, they've asked Jesus, you know, how do we pray, all of these things. Uh, and so we're going to cover, you know, obviously some of you will probably think of the Lord's Prayer Uh, We actually did a testing on the mic earlier, and that's what Alan's warm up was was our father who art in heaven, you know. Uh, And that is the thing. But what uh, I actually got to do um, a sermon series at the youth house a few probably about a month or two ago on how do we pray. And of course, you know, you want to dive into the Lord's prayer, but in these verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 8, oh my gosh, there's so much in that too that he's teaching them. And, and so what we'll do uh, is we'll just kind of verse by verse uh, uh, to, to, an, uh, to a script. Okay, so it says, I'll read verse 5. Uh, and when you pray, so they've already asked Jesus, you know, Luke 11, and now he, this is the, the Lord's answer. He says, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners, uh, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So, Alan, this verse of verse, like, what, what sticks out to you? Like, what, are you, what comes up?
1: Let, let's go back to a, a, a statement that I made earlier, that when the disciples saw Jesus praying and they saw John's disciples praying, it was attractive. This is a description of a prayer that that's repulsive. Yeah because it's somebody who struck with themselves and it's someone who is uh, full of hypocrisy and they're more interested in putting on a show than they are being heard by God.
0: Absolutely. Um, one word that I, I typed right here on my notes um, is just a, a synonym of hypocrites, pretenders. Yep. That that's what came to my mind. Is when you read about these men, I think of they had a little man syndrome. Yeah. Like there was something within them that was like, I want to be seen, I want to be heard. Um, and when you think about the Jewish re- religious leaders, I mean, that was honestly the position that they had. Was the higher up you were, the more seen you were, the more popular you were, the more holy. You were, and, and so that's what comes to my mind, is that these guys are pretenders. Absolutely. And, and hypocrites. I mean, to think of it in a sense of, when you think about a hypocrite, it's someone who does, says one thing, but does another. So there's this essence in it where they're fake. Absolutely. I mean, that's the word you'd hear in 2020, is these are some fake people. Yep. Posers. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and it even says, uh, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at street corners so here's another thing that listeners check this out jesus was god in the flesh all right so we read tons of times where he could perceive the hearts the hearts of men the thoughts of men and so this is not a guest game for jesus one jesus is probably seeing this or he saw this but two he's god in the flesh So the reason that he can say they love it is because he knows them inside and out.
1: Straight in the very center of their being.
0: Absolutely. And they have a love to stand in the middle of a synagogue and in a street corner. Now, when you think about history in Jewish times, I mean, the synagogues and the thing about the synagogues on the weekends were packed. Because back then, if you were Jewish, you were at the synagogue on the Sabbath. I mean, you were there. But during the week... Well, marketplace—they had to walk everywhere. It wasn't, you know, now in this day and age, if someone's preaching on a street corner, well, I'm going to drive by them with my windows up, listening to a podcast or something. I may not hear, but back then, people walked right by them, and and so they loved to be in in public.
1: And when we, uh, as individuals, and this is one thing, I'll ask Hunter to come to my, uh, uh, be a reference for me on this. This is not something I'm comfortable doing. Uh, We, uh, during the COVID-19 shutdown, done a a few uh, video recorded uh, Sunday school lesson Bible studies. And uh, that's the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life. Awful. It was horrible. Awful. (laughs) And so if, 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 if any of you guys don't know me, I want you to know this about me. I am not in this seat. To be heard, or to gain a reputation, Amen. or to gain popularity, uh, it, this is simply about drawing attention, magnifying, and honoring God. Absolutely!
0: Wow, I mean, you can't say that any better. Um, and, and I'm telling you, this—the reason me and Alan are here—is because of prayer. Like this was a prayed-over thing. Hey, you know, this wasn't just like a. Me and Alan want to sit and talk for an hour about the Bible, so we can be known. This was a prayed over thing that the God ha- has aligned, uh, and, and so yeah, there's this sense of like, yeah, we're here and we don't want to be heard. We don't, but these guys did, and, and they wanted to absolutely get all. I, I think about like, they wanted center stage. Absolutely. Like if there was a main role in a play, they wanted it, yep. a- and they got it.
1: And the, and the sincerity that's in the, the disciple's heart uh, I, I pray that if any bit of arrogancy or any bit of pride builds up inside of me I pray that God convicts me over that and we weed that out early on because <laughs> it would be nothing but a hindrance to this ministry
0: Absolutely um, Boasting in yourself goes nowhere um, and I'm a 23 year old man boy and let me tell you that's something that 23 33 43 53 63 the pride of a man and of a woman just can get in the way so easy absolutely and so um now i want to kind of focus on this just for a second too jesus says truly i say to you that they have received their reward so when, when you think about that their reward was being seen yep. That's it And that's all they wanted And Jesus is like They just got it and, and that's scary to think Because them being seen in a synagogue And on the corner of a street Is going to end one day when they die
1: And you, you, you line the two up beside each other You, you line up their reward From a hypocritical prayer And the reward from a humble Sincere prayer Line them up and look at them because the reward for the hypocritical prayer is well he's got a pretty voice yeah or he's intelligent or listen to his vocabulary and that's it yeah it's over and done with yeah. but you look at that reward from a person who scripturally knows what prayer is and what kind of a spiritual weapon it is to help build you up and help strengthen you and help you uh, in time of need and and see that prayer can take you to places in your spiritual life that uh, you could never imagine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you line them up, you know, if there was a chart, one is going to end, okay, that's the, yeah, it's going to be short. It's like
1: a data point.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. The rewards of the hypocrite is going to be short. But when you look at the rewards of the righteous man, that's an eternal life. I don't think it ever ends because Absolutely. God hears your prayers on this side of eternity and He res- he's responded according to his will. But here's the thing when we go to heaven, it's not like God's just going to forget everything. He remembers everything, Absolutely. and that's the thing about the reward is, yeah, we get it down here as the righteous person if he answers it the way that we're praying for, but we ultimately know that one day we won't have to pray anymore because we're going to pass on from this side of eternity and go to heaven, and I'll just talk to him
1: up there. And the dividends, it's it, it, it's, it's kind of like they compound daily if you, if you if you look at it because every prayer you pray that God meets you and, and, and answers your prayer, and you see, and there's there's no explanation for it. And, and the more, uh, for those of you here listening, I am double Hunter's age, so <laughs> there's there's times in my life, Hunter, where I have lived this to the point that I've prayed a prayer, and God answered that prayer, yeah. not because I was worth it or because I deserved it, but I think to help strengthen my faith. And there, there's there, when God does that. There's no question. I don't have to run to my pastor and say what happened. Yeah, it's a it's an absolute, unmistakable, in my heart settled fact that God has moved on my behalf.
0: Absolutely, that
1: skyrockets my faith to the yeah. point. Now, they don't always. My faith don't always stay stay skyrocketed. Yeah, it, it'll be down. But there's times when I find myself low. I know what to do. Yeah, according to God's word and according to the the the, the, the His. Uh, goodness and His mercy and His faithfulness that I've experienced in the past I know they did that and change and He's still accessible if I meet His conditions.
0: Absolutely, absolutely I mean that, that, that's key right there so Alan before we even transition out of this verse here's a question how do we see this in 2020?
1: so when, when we as uh, uh, from a Christian viewpoint let's, let's take that first From uh, a person who claims to be a Christian, who who identifies himself with Christ, should see this as a opportunity for you to become more Christ-like. And the Scripture word that comes to my mind is sanctification. Yeah. That I'm I'm being set apart to be used by God. Okay. If God's got something for me to do. He's going to equip me to get that job done. Yeah, That's the process of sanctification. Me, if I, if I have a job, uh, they're not going to just take me out there and throw me to yeah. it. They're going to put me with a trainer, and I'm going to learn a skill set, and then that skill set develops and strengthens, and I become more valuable to the company, yada, yada. But when it comes to my spiritual development, God has given me the Holy Spirit, Yeah, and he's given me his word. And through the aid of the Holy Spirit and studying His Word, I then become more developed and capable to accomplish God's will. I'm getting ahead of us, but thy kingdom come, thy will be done yeah. on earth like it is in heaven. That's how it works, guys. As as a member of the family of God, I call myself a Christian. What am I doing? How, how sanctified am I being? How, how plugged in am I in God's plan, not for the entire, but for me? Yeah. Alan loving. what am I doing? God's got a job for me to do. So what am I doing to pursue that?
0: Yeah, and Alan really answered that on the side of the righteous person, like we've talked about these two people. Uh, my answer is going to go more to the hypocritical side. Yeah, we still see this in 2020. Um, I'm not going to say any specific names, but there are false teachers. There are false religious people that literally still get up On the Sabbath, on Sundays, Wednesdays, throughout the week, social media, anything. And they literally are only praying and saying things to be seen. It's the same thing. And that's what we see in 2020. I mean, like to say, um, during even this coronavirus, oh my gosh. I've seen so many false teachers of the prosperity gospel or anything get up. And as people are losing their jobs, saying, you better not quit tithing. You Who's that for? Yeah, they're gonna get their reward, just like Jesus said. About, they're gonna get theirs. They might get some more money. They might get some praise. But guess what? When their life comes to an end, yeah, their reward nothing. Yep. And, and so that's something that I, I see this in twenty twenty. Absolutely, it, it, it's still happening. Still so,
1: happening. Still going on today.
0: Absolutely. Let's uh. All right. Let's go to. I'm gonna read verse six for us now. Uh, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Um, so before we even jump into this, obviously the first thing, there's something special about private prayer. And, I mean, we, did, we jumped ahead of the horse just a little bit. We've already talked about this. Uh, private prayer is key. Okay, so when you think about private prayer, and Alan will definitely be able to add on to this. When you think about private prayer, I think about an example, Christ. There were so many times in the Bible where it would say Jesus would draw away. He would go away. He would go somewhere, even in the prayer in the garden. I mean, he took the disciples with him and said, y'all stay here. Um, you know, they end up falling asleep. But Jesus goes and we get to read the prayer that he... So there's this essence that Jesus would go away to pray to the Father who is in heaven. And I don't know about you all, but when it comes to Christianity, yeah, I want to be like Jesus as much as I can. And, and so when we think about private prayer, I think of it as though I have an opportunity to just have a one-on-one conversation with the creator of the world and he's going to hear me. And I even think about in the scriptures, uh, his ear is inclined towards us. Listen. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's uh, a word that we'll discuss probably a lot omnipresent. Yeah. So the term omnipresent basically means God is everywhere in nature, in creation. Uh, his Holy Spirit is everywhere. So there's this essence that, I mean, even think about this after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Okay, God says, where are you? Okay, God didn't have to say, where are you? He knew where they were, and he knew what He's. So there's this essence that God is everywhere. And if he's everywhere, that shows me that he's going to hear everything.
1: And, and one thing that we really want to emphasize when we talk about private prayer, it's 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 a distraction-free time. Yeah. And a world of distractions that we live in today— and I think it's just uh, the process of people's attention span getting shorter and there's more need for entertainment and, and to be entertained. And if you don't entertain me, yeah. you lose my attention. And our, our pastor preached on it the other day. Uh, you know, if if you think that uh, you've got 20 minutes and you better cram it in in that time frame or we're done, Uh that shows a, a deeper problem that needs to be dealt with, and, and a good way to deal with it is to get alone somewhere and talk yeah. to God.
0: Yeah, I, I'm absolutely, like, and like, and some of you guys here listening to this, like, we have a lot of young people that go to this church. We're probably some young viewers out there, and you're maybe you're thinking in your head, I, I can't even pray ten minutes, five, three minutes by myself without losing my attention span. Well, let's go back to that great word that Alan said earlier, sanctification. Young Christians who are listening to this, um, guys, there's a reason why some men and women who are 60 years old can pray for three hours straight, and it's because they have been seasoned.
1: And they've practiced a lot.
0: <laughs> they practice a lot. Um, and so for you who are young, are you, and you're like, can I practice? Like my, pr- Will it grow? Can I grow in my... Pr-? Yes, you can grow in your prayer life, but guess what it's going to take? absolutely and and so um you know make that time you know i I think about you know um when i was younger i was the same way i I was like how can these guys go pray for 20 you know i I pray for three minutes and i'm thinking about basketball and football you know or i'm thinking about my belly's growling or something but it takes practice and it takes patience and it takes time absolutely and and so I, i you know that was a while ago and now i'm you know 23 and you know i'm not the wisest man i've got so we all have so much growing to do but i've seen an increase as my devotion to the lord and his word has grown i can now pray longer and, and sit there and really just bask and meditate as yep. you said earlier earlier um basically in the presence of, of the lord because he's everywhere absolutely and, and so uh young viewers well listeners practice Make that time. There's a reason why we always say, hey, make time to read, make time to pray. Absolutely. It, 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 because there are game changers. Um, so uh, should a person, Alan, and I, I mean, we've touched on this, should a person only pray privately?
1: No. We, when we when we pray, th- there are times that uh, when God absolutely uh, uh Places a a, a a private prayer in our heart, and we want to steal away, and uh, or maybe we don't even steal away. Maybe we just, uh, you know, get quiet and we do it. Just prayer is uh, n- not about the position of the body or the level of the voice. Yeah. Prayer is about the condition of the heart yeah. and, and how you connect to God. But there's times, just like Christ did in the in in the scriptures that we're reading for, He done it for an example. Yeah, and he done it to be a role model for other people to look at and learn from and hopefully through this podcast and some of the topics that we're going to talk about we can give you guys some examples to help you be more intentional with your praying and when we talk about growth and we talk about making time to do this it's an intentional effort yeah. You, at some time you don't want to yeah sometimes you don't feel Yeah, that's a bit yeah feel <laughs> we're not gonna get we're not gonna go ahead to that yeah but Later. sometimes you don't <laughs> feel like praying but you have to purpose in your heart and god honors that because again it's not about the position of the body you're standing kneeling head up head down eyes open eyes closed yeah uh it's about the condition of the heart
0: absolutely yeah and uh when it comes to feeling like I don't want to pray, yeah, we'll, we'll touch that subject later on about how, man, our flesh just absolutely tries to ruin our, our walk with the Lord. It's fickle. Oh, it's something else. Um, so this next question, I want to kind of turn into a statement and answer it um, before, you know, we, we've got some a few minutes or so left. Uh, so this next question was, you know, okay, yeah, we, we pray in private, but we can pray in public. So How can we pray in public but keep it between us and God? And I want to say this. You answered it. The heart. If someone stands up to pray out loud and all it is is to be seen or all these things that we talked about, that's not right intentions. The heart is not in the right place. But when you stand up to pray in front of people, it should still be it's between you and God. Just like our worship, it should be between you and God. If there is an essence of "I'm going to pray like this" or "I'm going to say this" because I want people to see me, you're you're wrong. You're in the you're in the error right Absolutely. there.
1: Absolutely, and I, I know that. Uh, I hope most of our listeners can speak Appalachian English because uh, I, I have a very thick background in Appalachian speaking. And I was at work one day, and, and a lady was burdened, and she. Heart was broke, and she come to me, and she had this request, and said, "I want you to pray with me over this." So I said, "Absolutely." So we bowed our heads right in, a, in an industrial factory, bowed our heads. Amen. You know, people are looking at us, and we prayed. And I said, "Amen." And she looked at me and said, "You pray too fast. I don't. I didn't understand a word you said." <laughs> I said, "Well, that's good. I wasn't talking to you no way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, that
0: that's the truth right there. I, It's one of those things, too, that, I I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's been times in my life where they're like, you want to pray for us? And there's a bunch of people. And I get a little nervous. And for me, it's not that I pray fast. It's just I trip up on my words. And I get nervous. But here's the thing.
1: God hears that. He can interpret every bit
0: of it. Boom. And he's like, you know, you're (laughs) praying to me, and you may not be able to speak well right now. But guess what? I I hear your prayers. I get you. It's from the heart. I get it. And I remember growing up, which, you know, I won't say a lot, but I remember growing up, we'd go to certain places, and, you know, people would get on the altar, and oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm going to scoot away from them. You know, heavenly, I mean, just the loudest prayers I've ever heard in my life. And is there anything wrong with that? No, if the heart's right. Absolutely. But I would be like, when I would leave there, I would be like, okay, what was the point of that? Could you not pray that prayer in quiet? And still, God can't. So, and that's not, I'm not trying to, you know, piddle into what that person's intentions were because I knew, I know a lot of them and they're great guys, but that's just how they pray between them and the Lord. And so there is this essence, and I'll say this before we keep going what you pray between you and the Lord is between you and the Lord, but you have to keep it biblical. There are so many people that are like, you can pray like this. Well, I can pray like this because it's between me and God, my friend. Is it biblical? And that's we'll jump into that later on. Um, but it's all about the heart. All right. So uh, verse 7, I'll read this for us. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words um, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And so uh, we'll jump on that first one. Uh, we'll kind of wrap up with the uh, verse seven, verse eight right here. I kind of read them. They kind of I mean they go together. I do. Um, so that first part in verse seven, I want to talk about a reference uh, that is in first um, Kings eighteen six. First Kings eighteen. Six, Alan. You got anything you want to jump on right here? But I'm trying yeah, to find this.
1: Kind of the, uh, you know, coming out of the gate when we were kind of doing our intro. This this verse here really, uh, uh, I kind of got ahead of us a little bit because, uh, you know, when, when we when we're praying and when we're talking to God and when we're just you know, buying our hearts. God God knows and he, he He knows what's going on in our lives, and we're not we're not uh, surprising Him with anything. We're not letting him in on any part of our life that has been kept secret from him. yeah. Uh, just like you said, when Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, he asked where they were. He didn't ask to find out their location. He knew where they were at. Yeah. It was a uh, opportunity for Adam and Eve to, to come clean with him.
0: Yeah, and, and man, that second part, well, verse 8, it really, I mean, that's the middle yeah. uh, of the prayer. Um, but here in verse 7, so, it talks about praying repetitive prayers. And so, before we even jump into that, or empty prayers, uh, I'm going to read a, a verse. This is a reference text, and again, it's just First 1 Kings 18.26. And it says, And they took the bull that was given to them, and they prepared it, and called upon the name of Baal from morning unto noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered, and they limped around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elijah mocked them." saying, cry aloud, for he is a god, either he is mute. And so basically what is going on is we have these Gentile worshipers that are worshiping a false god. And so you're kind of, maybe you're like, Hunter, I don't worship a false god. I don't, like, I really don't worship Baal. Uh, That's not what we're going for right here about false prophets. I want you to see this. It said that from morning, basically all day, that they would cry out, answer us. And so they are throwing up a repetitive prayer because they prayed it all day, but they're throwing up an empty prayer. And eventually Elijah kind of mocks them because, hey, Elijah knew who their one true God was. And he's like, oh, keep going. And eventually, you know, he shows them that their God is not real. But when you look at how they're praying, we see this. Jesus is teaching this for a reason. He's saying, hey, There are people that are throwing up repetitive prayers and empty prayers. Like Alan said, this even goes back to the heart. But there's this sense that when we pray, if we ever get to the place, and listen, I've been there a a long time ago, where when you pray, you pray the same thing, but as you do it, your mindset is like, God, be with us through this day and you're just praying the repetitive prayer that you pray every morning, and there's no intention behind it, then you are praying a repetitive prayer. Absolutely. And and an empty prayer. If you throw, listen, uh, this is one, a scripture says this in the Bible. It says that without faith, you cannot please God. So I I want us to think about that in the the sense of why do we pray? Where does our prayer... Our prayer comes from the faith that we have in God. And so if I'm entering my prayer time with no faith or no belief, not only I can't please God, but is he going to respond to that prayer? If I'm just half-heartedly or no-heartedly going, God, please do this, please do this, or I'm just trying to use him as a magic genie, that's an empty prayer.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I mean, we we see this all all the time of people, uh, and I'm speaking from experience, because I used to, listen, when I was younger, I was stubborn as heck, and I I just remember that there would be times where I would go into prayers, and I would just repetitively pray the same thing, but my heart wasn't in a good place, and so it was, like you said earlier, if your heart's not in a good place, your prayers aren't going to be in a good place, and and so... uh, that's one thing about that section right there in, in verse 7 that I, I wanted to touch on. Um, and Jesus even says, you know, they have many words, they say many things, many phrases, many, all, all of these things. And then he says in verse 8, don't be like them. And, and so he's saying, hey, like the example of these Gentile worshipers or people that pray empty and repetitive prayers, Jesus says don't be like them. Well, Why is he saying don't be like them? Because he cares. You know, the question came from his disciples, like we've already said, how do we pray? Okay, well, he's saying don't be repetitive. Don't be empty. Because more than likely, if you're praying an empty prayer, then you probably have an empty heart. Absolutely. And and the Lord sees that. And so he says, don't be like them. And then um, our verse, the rest of verse 8, where we're going to wrap up, um, you know, it says, he knows before we ask. He knows what we need before we even ask him. And so, you know, this really introduces um, a question of if God, and I've heard this, if God knows what we need, then why do we pray? What's the point of prayer if he already knows? And it's clearly to say this, yes, God is provident. God does know what we need. But there's a sense that he recognizes our faith by how we recognize him. Exactly. And we are humans. We are, um, you know, we talk about, we'll end up talking about this, um, it's basically finite, infinite, all these things. Basically, we're limited. I, I can't understand the, the full concept of this verse. All I can do is read it and say, well, God knows what, what I need before yep. I ask. Yep. Wow. But for God, he's like, listen, I know way more than you're trying to figure out right now. And you now.
1: want to talk about a sobering thought? When you go back to some of the things that we've talked about, like sanctification and being honest and being sincere, if you get your head around the fact that God knows the hair on your head. He knows what you need before you ask for it. He knows your intense. He knows if you're sarcastic. Yep. He knows if your heart's in it. He knows if it's a, a, a vain repetition. He knows all this stuff. That will humble a. Part, humbles me to the point where I f- understand how awesome He is. Yeah. And how reverent I should approach Him. And. That's the whole thing about you know our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's acknowledging Him for who He is. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not educating Him or, or letting Him in to, on some secrets in our life. We're acknowledging for the fact that God, I'm completely dependent upon You. Yeah, it's like a baby is a parent.
0: Yeah, it's the acknowledgement yeah. that He sees and He rewards and He responds to. Absolutely. Um, and, and so that's the point of prayer is yeah. the is the acknowledgement God created prayer and allowed prayer for a specific reason and i may not have all all the answers but if the bible says to do it i'm doing it that's bible it. says jump i'm jumping that's it and, and i you know also too for our listeners guys understand how personal it is that god knows you if you are truly a child of god you know you are a child of abraham by faith you know you're an heir you know, you you're in the sonship, the daughtership that He offers through His Son Jesus Christ. Then understand this: God knows you; He knows your needs; He knows the intentions of how you're going to ask for your needs. And so, this next part of the this uh, this question was: How important/slash awesome is it that God knows such things? Well, it's amazing; it's it's mind blowing. Uh, our minds cannot fully fathom how he does that. But to think that the one who created me is my sustainer, my life giver, my rock, my shelter, and I have food, I have clothes, I have all the rain, all the things, well, he knows I need that before I even ask him for it.
1: And not only did he create me, he created the entire universe. You go out after the sun sets and the the stars come out and every little twinkle that you see in the sky, got to put those in place. Absolutely. And yet... He still is a personal, intimate God that knows every hair on my head, knows every thought in my brain, yeah. and knows what's best for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, how many times in the scriptures do we see that Israel, Abraham, or any of they were in, in peril of food, or even you know when he had to sacrifice Isaac, and all of a sudden God sends something of His creation to the scene that fulfill feeds people. <laughs> Gives them water.
1: And we may get ahead of ourselves here because we, we get into the Lord's prayer and it says, give us this day our daily bread. And people think, yeah, Lord, give us our food for the day. It's so much more than that, man. When it, when the Bible talks about our daily bread, yeah. it's not just fill our bellies. Yeah, I, I, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guarantee you there ain't a, a soul listening to this podcast that doesn't have enough food to fill their belly yeah. for the day. So a daily ration of food is not what it's, t- it's... That daily bread consists of everything Yeah, that it will take to sustain life. Yeah, God provides that.
0: Absolutely. And if you're listening to this and maybe you're like, well, I'm struggling for food right now. Hey, guess what? God also provided the church that has food that he can use his church to provide for people. So if you're like, well... God hasn't, let me tell you, He's looked at all the variables, and He's provided all the variables. And so God knows everything before we ask. And so, guys, um, Alan, you got anything else? I'm good. All right. Hey, guys, listen, uh, we this is episode one right here. Next week, uh, we will continue into the full Lord's Prayer. After that, we're going to keep going through some different scriptures and places about prayer. But, hey, we we hope you guys um, enjoyed this. We hope you learned something as me and Alan are, this is brand new. Um, you know, uh, next time, you know, now that we've got a taste for this, you know, next time we'll be able to uh, hopefully do it better. You know, as time goes on, keep things shorter, um, you know, stay on track. But, hey, here, here's the thing. Um, we're not going to try to make this perfect because we can't. What we're going to do is we're just going to focus on the word. Let the Holy Spirit lead us and just pray and be content in this. But we're going to learn a lot about podcasting and talking into a microphone (laughs) and and all this stuff. Um, So, hey, we hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you have any questions, any feedback, anything, feel free. Media at watsonschapel.net. Um, you know you can reach out you guys know me now and reach out let us know what you think um, and we will see you guys next time so god bless god bless see you guys